What up, Oasis peeps? Welcome to another podcast. It's me, Ben. I am here with a couple of my good friends, Brennan and Jaina. Boom. See, I Let's like go. doing it that way. Here's why. Because you say, like, I'm here with my friend Ben. It's like, then I just feel weird. It's like, do I say my name? Do I not say my name? You could elaborate but, on who you, know, you are besides no, no, just they your know name. now. We, we've done this long enough now. What? This is podcast episode number, like, 1700? Yeah, just about. Something like that? Yeah. No, guys, excited. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We, we uh, continually are encouraged by... It's awesome to be able to be in the background and see, like, we don't see specifically who's listening, but to know people are listening. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in a room in a church who we think yeah. we have some good stuff to say, but we just appreciate you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope today will be a blessing to y'all. We're going to start with a gift. A gift. A question, which is, <laughs> what's the best gift you've ever gotten? Best gift you've ever received? Who's going first? Where are we going? Jaina? All right. I got a little story with mine. All right. All right. This is one of those gifts where I got it and I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have kind of a thing so my dad loves football um you to always watch colts fans let's mm. go you saw i don't really watch anymore <laughs> i just claim that because everybody out here is like vikings fans and i'm like yeah colts let's go <laughs> i haven't watched colts games since i left home <laughs> anyway so watched football with my dad growing up whatever and one time when i was in high school or no i was in college we were watching a game. It was in the winter, and the sideline coaches had on these big, puffy coats that, like, went all the way down to the ground. You know, like, everything's covered. They call yes. them stadium jackets. Oh, really? See? Didn't even know that. Yes. So my sister and I were joking with my dad, like, we need one of those for when we walk across campus in the winter. <laughs> you know, joke, <laughs> laugh, ha-ha, funny. He bought us all one yes. for Christmas. Yes. So I, it's probably still at my parents' house. But I have one of those coats. And honestly, being in South Dakota now, I feel like I probably need to get in yeah, and bring it back. Here. I own one it. of those coats. Of course you yeah? do. It's incredible. Not wow. Life-changing. So. The fact that it goes past your butt and like will cover <laughs> no, your I, knees. I get that. Like, all the way down to the ground. Oh, like, my goodness. That sounds fantastic. I right. think that when I go home at Christmas, I might Just see if bring, it's still please, there and bring please it back. Bring it home. It's bright red, too. Oh, please bring it <laughs> a good gift oh the bright red so, there yeah. you go I see like, i wear sweatshirts like in the winter one? there you go i wear sweatshirts Sorry. in the winter because i got i got not, natural like i got natural body heat <laughs> <laughs> it's like a okay. middle school excuse i don't Here need a go. coat i got a sweatshirt on <laughs> no i just got a lot of fat keep me warm oh. <laughs> there's the joke <laughs> got it in <laughs> um for me you know i just i just really love the bible and the bible says in psalm 127 children are a gift from the lord Oh, no. nice. They are a reward from him. <laughs> Which one is your best gift? Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> okay, here, listen. It, it, it depends on the day, and that's real. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, seriously, yeah, that's yeah. real. I don't have a favorite child, but there's a child I like more based on the context and the situation that of we're the in. Day. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. it's, when it's 5 o'clock in the morning and my daughter comes in doing her serial killer whisper that she does, <laughs> Daddy, and it's like, she's going to kill me. <laughs> she's not my favorite child in that moment. I love her. Love her to death. But at that moment, my favorite children are whoever's sleeping, because mm-hmm. I need to be sleeping. Yep. Good point. Um, but no, my children. They're my favorite gift. Yeah, that's good. That's good. For me, I would say, for my wedding, there was this one gift that just kind of blew me away, and it was really simple. It wasn't extravagant, and I wouldn't say it's the best gift I've ever gotten, but something I've really enjoyed. It was a guy who I actually started being friends with in kindergarten. Like, an OG friend. Cute. Yeah, and we were friends off and on, but pretty consistently all through high school. And I got married, and he came to the wedding and got us this gift. And he had gone through all of our childhood memories and, like, gotten little things or gift cards to, like, remember our growing up together. So, like, he got us, like, a a Chuck E. Cheese gift card because his mom took us to Chuck E. Cheese all the time in elementary school. Like, in high school, we would always go to this restaurant called Fuddruckers. So, he got us that. And, like, there was notes attached and, like, clues. Dude. 
And that's then I the, love that. Then in the end, he got me this pillow, and the pillow had all of these little like animals on it, and he <laughs> and it was kind of odd, but like it was just really touching that he like thought so hard about it. And he yeah, and he wrote like how each of the animals represents like one of our friends, and like how I can use this pillow to remember, and it sits in our guest bedroom. Like we don't use the pillow because it looks like it's something from a nursery, but. <laughs> It was so kind and thoughtful, and it just blew me away that he was willing to take all of that energy to give me a wedding gift. Dang. Yeah. I loved it. It literally almost brought me to tears, Man. and I'm not an emotional person. Yeah. I love That's those amazing. kind of gifts where they That's put intention thoughtful. and thought into it. Yeah. Those were the best ones. His love language has to be gifts. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be... To be Less serious. I think my favorite actual gift that I've ever received is probably <laughs> salvation in Jesus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> less serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll be even less serious than that. Um, and I've, I've referenced this before. It's like Abby got, I, it was our, it's my 30th birthday. She got us Vikes tickets to the new Vikes stadium. It's like, I'm a big Vikes fan. Yeah. And that whole yeah. weekend was awesome. Um, so <laughs> we don't just talk about gifts to talk about gifts. Um, if you've been following us recently, today is what? What's the date today? I'm not good at the, the 13th calendar stuff. Of October. So we got October 13th of 2020. Um, so if you're listening to us like five years from now, hey, thanks for, thanks for listening. Because that's possible. <laughs> um, but we're in the midst right now of a dating series uh, titled Let's Talk About. Mm-hmm. And we just did our second one this last Sunday. And the week before, Brandon talked about singleness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. went through this reality that Paul calls singleness <laughs> a gift. And it was just incredible. You, Brandon, so the reality is you crushed, crushed it. it. Mm-hmm. And we had technical difficulties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what he brought to the table and how he encouraged the people in the room, I thought, and we all just dis- decided this and discussed this, was too good not to have it be available to you guys. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're talking about today, singleness, yeah, gift yeah. from God. And so Brennan, I don't know if you want to lead us into some questions. Let's talk about it. But this is going to be a lot of Brennan. Uh, we'll, we'll chime in when necessary. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, about it. Try to take what I did on a Sunday night and <laughs> yeah, convert right. it into a, a Tuesday podcast. But thank you guys for the praise. It was it was fun to do. Anytime we get to, I get to speak and Ben says the same, it's just a fun. Oasis is such an engaging, awesome mm-hmm. audience, or audience congregation to be with. And you got audience... <laughs> Yeah, the performance went great, you know, like five stars. Ben just choked on his water. <laughs> no, but seriously, so I, I love what what we have in this podcast because it's something that I prayed over, something that I got to put a lot of effort in, and it was the kickoff of our series. So we're going to have the rest of the messages here on the podcast. So if we didn't have the singleness one, you'd be missing the first installment of four parts in our Let's Talk About It series. And the reason we started the conversation with gifts, you know, was because Paul, one of the founding people of the early church, one of the most important Christians of all time, arguably, has this verse in 1 Corinthians 7 when he's talking about singleness, where he says, I wish that all of you are as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift and another has that. And Paul is articulating here that as a single man, he wishes that everybody had the gift that he had. However, that's not the case. Some are married, some are engaged. Back at that time, they used different language for it, but that's what it's talking to in our current context. And he's calling singleness a gift here. And you pastors will take and run with this in a bunch of different ways, but I think it's just interesting for us to kind of wrap our minds around, okay, what is that? What is he talking about? Because a lot of us don't view singleness as a gift. Mm -hmm. It becomes a burden. It's something we have to deal with. It's something we have to move through. It's just this thing I'm carrying that I don't really want to have. Uh, But Paul's calling it a gift. And we like to listen to what Paul says in a lot of instances Mm -hmm. because it's so wise. And the big point that pretty much hinges the whole message from here and the whole podcast today is how singleness can be a good gift, but only if we let it be. Yeah. 
-hmm. And I, I love that because it gives you the power in your singleness season. It takes the it takes the power off of your season or the state that you're in and gives it back to you because you have the option to make your singleness a, a good season for yeah. you and to make it that good gift. Um, I think even yeah, with along with that, the reality is, and especially with the majority of people that that we're talking to, is this is important. This is why we're talking about singleness mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. dating, and we're going to be talking about sex in, in a few weeks. It's it's so prevalent. Yeah. And so like we, uh, you're right on and, and you hit it so well. The reality that we just don't look at singleness as a gift because I think there's cultural and even familial and church pressure yeah. mm-hmm. that totally. yeah. marriage is the goal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, all right, that's, that's the ultimate. And even, even me saying children are my favorite gift like that, that is actually a negative, potentially negative thing for people to hear who can't have kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, we, we allow our relation, relational season or where we're in and what relationship we're sitting in to define a lot of who we are. And so even, I think a huge reason that this is so important to recognize mm-hmm. and, and understand that it's a gift is the church, the culture is we amplify the benefits and the good things of a certain relational stage we're not yet in. Yeah, so good. And we downplay the opportunity of what yeah. God wants to do now, mm-hmm. what, what stage we're in now. Yeah, so like, that. it's a gift. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. And in a gift, there comes things that are attached to that gift. And one is every gift has a purpose. I mean, I used in my message some examples of really bad gifts. <laughs> And how those those still serve some kind of purpose. And if you looked at each and one of our gifts, um, they had an, a purpose attached to them. And if you understand the purpose of the gift, you're better able to use the gift. Um, and, and where that comes from is Paul gives us the purpose of singleness. He gives it to us like so straight. He doesn't mm-hmm. beat around the bush. He gives it to us in one verse, and it's 1 Corinthians 7.35. And he says in this, he says, I'm saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. And that's what Paul calls the purpose of the singleness gift, is to pursue an undistracted devotion to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I just want to ask, what do, you, what do you guys think that looks like in our context of young adults? And we'll talk about it a little bit as we go into some of the rest of it. But just uh, to start off that idea, like how, how do you pursue an undistracted devotion to the Lord? Are you going to give us the definition of what devotion means? I wanted you to do that. Oh, I was going to pass it to you. I that's why you're doing that. Right? So, <laughs> um, devotion literally is this word that means good and beside. And so, it's getting really good at being close to the Lord. Yeah. And so, just to pursue an undistracted devotion is how am I in this season? And we do this in every season, but he's saying, mm-hmm. like, singleness, there's some aspects of singleness that allows you to get really good at being beside Jesus. And so, it's how am I being intentional with the time? of pursuing Jesus. Yes, individually but communally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like, yeah, I think the reality that there's there's some freedom and time there to push yeah. into that stuff and I think uh having that undistracted devotion being re- getting really good at being close beside the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um and unfortunately I think people find because we find so much identity in relationship, <clears throat> it's we've mistaken where our true identity comes from. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, sometimes for some people it's you need to get really good at being beside the Lord, recognizing like who does God say you are, mm. and live that and be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and one thing that even ties further into this purpose is the idea of pursuit is not accidental. That's super good. Yeah, because I think a lot of times people will stumble into singleness and they'll kind of blindly try to get through it, and they'll hope that this purpose somehow pops out of their singleness season, but they haven't put any intentionality or purposeful effort into this to this undistracted devotion to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work like that. There comes, it, it has to be intentional. All right. So 
if it's undistracted devotion to the Lord in, the, in, my, in the midst of my singing this, what are some distractions? Mm. As a single person? Yeah, or? in general. I mean, yeah, in oh, general. In but general, yeah, in, in general. In, in, specifically in singleness, yes. Yeah. But in general, for young I mean, adults, for us, like, what are, what's distracting? You can literally make anything a distraction. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I think, so I'm single, so I'll speak as a single person, but um, like in, in, College, I did not do this well. Mm. I did not use my years of singleness well. I was constantly looking for someone, mm. constantly trying to, you know, over mm-hmm. like analyze every interaction I had with the guys in my life that I was mm. kind of interested in, you know, and, and didn't pursue, didn't even work on like myself, maybe some of my mm. own baggage ways that I needed to grow as a person. I was yeah. constantly looking. And it, it actually, when I came out, when I graduated and wasn't married, and that's like, crazy when you go to a Christian school and then like, you know, moving and kind of starting over, it was like, I wrestled with that of like, okay, I need to use this time I have as single better. So for me, like I, I get to, when I wake up in the morning, there's no one next to me that I need to have a conversation with. Hmm. Like you both wake up next, next to your spouses. It's just me. Mm-hmm. And I can spend my time well, getting Lucy. ready while my dog Lucy is there, but <laughs> she doesn't talk to me. So some people <laughs> I mean, probably think, think their so. dog talks to them. She gives me looks sometimes. There I know what they mean, but <laughs> sorry, I distracted you. No, you're good. But like, or at, at the end of the workday, when I go home, it's just me, and so I don't have to um, then interact with someone and engage in, in that relationship. That now I can give that whole time to God, or mm-hmm. I can be distracted with social media, mm-hmm. with TV, with school, yeah, all the yeah. different things that I also have. So mm-hmm. like, you can make anything a distraction, but that singleness, you don't have that other relationship that you're trying to intentionally pour into, and it's just you and God. Yeah. So, so I don't good. know if that's the direction you were trying that to go. But. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I want, can we can we get into that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, go ahead. So what, go like, even in that, what do you, what has helped you allow that time, even whether it's in the morning or even coming home? Like, what are those things that have helped in pursuing that undistracted devotion to the Lord. Like you said, like you can get yeah. all your time to do literally whatever you want to do. Yeah. So what have, what has helped you in the midst of trying yeah. to devote that? I mean, I tried to to even use the smallest moments. So when I'm getting ready in the morning, I'll put on Christian music. Like while I'm doing my makeup, I'll like pray, you know, just about things for the day, like simple things like that. Um, if I don't intentionally take time to sit, sit down and read the Bible that day, if maybe I'm running late or something that morning, I mean, yeah. I'll read later, but... Um, but in the evening, like when I have meals, I don't have to sit and have a conversation with someone when I have a meal if I'm eating by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I can sit and talk with God or I can read my Bible while I do that or I could listen to a podcast or sermon. Mm-hmm. So it's like just even in those small day-to-day things where if I had a significant other that I would give them that attention, now I have that time free to spend that time with God. So uh, more and, opportunities to be able to push yeah. into mm-hmm. the things that – like everything you said, even like like when I put on my makeup, I like to pray too. But, <laughs> but no, but like all those things, like it, this is not a singleness thing. This is yeah, right. this is a like, like – I'm in relation with Jesus thing. Yeah. And so in your, like just the way you explain it, it's mm-hmm. the recognition of opportunity in this season to continue to pursue yeah, to relationship with Jesus, which we're all called yeah. to do. And yeah, I think one of, good. for me, the biggest benefits that's come out of um, even in the last two years of being here and like being in ministry is that as a single person at the end of the day, it's just me. So mm-hmm. I can fill my evenings however I want. So yeah, I yeah. can meet with people all the time. Like I'm generally like, pretty free and so like at least once or twice a week i'll just spend an evening with a student or a friend or somebody yeah whereas like if i had a boyfriend like i need to give him more time you know there you go. and hopefully someday that day will come but <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out that balance later mm-hmm. that's good <laughs> no and and then every one of these categories i'll give you so this category is purpose there's a lie that's attached to it that yeah. we believe and the reason i i wanted to put this in the message is because i think if you miss talking about some of these lies 
you miss directly speaking to what people are believing um, and they're experiencing too, Ben says. Yeah. And the lie that's attached to this purpose of the gift of singleness is that God just wants us to be alone or God wants you to be alone in your singleness season. And the, the whole Bible, all of creation, everything that God's ever done speaks the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Genesis 2.18 was when the first time God looks at man and says, it's not good for man to be alone and creates a helper for man in Eve. He gave him community. And in that sense, it was a, a, a romantic married relationship. But otherwise, just community in general, God has designed for you to not be alone. Mm-hmm. Look around your church community. Look around the small group you're in. Look around your family and your friends. God has given you those people so that you're not alone. Now, it's not the same as romantic, and I'm not telling you it should be the same as romantic, mm-hmm. but it's still community, and you can use that to to not be alone in seasons. You know, yeah, like the absolutely. same way Jane is saying, she has the opportunity to fill her time with people and it's not a romantic relationship, but that doesn't mean you're alone. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I, I got to push back on that a little yeah. bit because I, I, people, we need to recognize that there's more to community than just romantic relationships. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's believing that lie that because I'm single, that means I can't have intimacy. Mm. Yeah. Which mm. intimacy is not physical. Mm-hmm. Intimacy Let's is go. deep and relational and emotional <laughs> and, and communal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's beautiful. Or it's the the lie of like in the singleness, like I don't have a family. Mm-hmm. That's garbage. Because yeah. you have family. Jaina has multiple families. Right? I mean, it's like true. you have family, yeah. but like we're your family. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I Let's hate go. that. <laughs> so the next category we're going to dive into is that every gift not only has a purpose, but it also has benefits. Even the worst of gifts have some kind of benefit. We can yeah. argue about what those are. <laughs> but all three of the gifts we we talked about had benefits to us and to other people around us, and singleness has the same. And the first benefit I want us to talk about is as a single person, we've already hit on it, you have more time and a freer mind. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 7, starting in verse 32 and going through the, verse 34. He says, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs and how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of the world. How can he please his wife? And his interests are divided. And Paul continues and he says the same thing for women. He says women are in the same instance. They can be distracted and, and, have, an undiv- and have a divided devotion. They, they have to focus on more than just God. So as a single person, you have more time and a freer mind. And I know as you listen to this, because it's, I, this is the same thing I would do, you're thinking, Brennan, you don't know my schedule. Brennan, you don't know my life. You don't know what's going on in my head. You don't know all these things. And then I would turn to you and say, well, if you don't have extra time now, you don't have extra time to have that romantic relationship. Yeah. Because you romantic relationships take time. You have to invest in that person, whether it's dating or married. And if you don't have that time now as a single person, I, I truly don't believe you should step into that and, and bring someone into a hurried, busy life where you don't really have time for them. It's unfair to you and it's unfair to them. And then really, if you if you look at your schedule, I would articulate most people have time. They're just exactly not using it the way that they should That's be good. using it. Yeah. And Jaina talked about that. I mean, you yeah. can fill you can fill your time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know you can fill fill an hour <laughs> real easy. But how are you filling that hour where it's giving uh, devotion to the Lord, where it's opening up the opportunity for you to use your singleness for the right way? And then the freer mind is just, it's, it's exactly that. We've talked about it. You don't have to focus on someone else in a sense. Jesus is calling us to lay down our lives and love others. So in, in a greater sense, you are supposed to focus on others. But 
in a romantic sense, you don't have to focus on someone else. There isn't someone always there. Uh, and I, really what I did with these two uh, is I gave two opportunities for you to use your, your more time and your freer mind in a better way. And I broke it into relationships and activities. And for relationships, I did it family, friends, God, and small group. And I, and I really pushed into this that I think if you're going to have a freer mind and more time, you should be investing in healthy relationships, one, by reading your Bible, connecting with God, r- praying, journaling, spending silence and solitude, practicing Sabbath, fasting. All of these things are ways you can connect with God because you have this extra time. Family, you can do that. And when you're home, you don't have to worry about pleasing a significant other or making sure they're comfortable, but you can just invest your time with your family. Small group. I went hard on this one because I believe so firmly <laughs> that as single people, we have to be we have to be involved in small groups because that's where you're going to find that community, that mm-hmm. that friends, those people who are going to help you love Jesus and follow Jesus. And it's you don't I don't have the opportunity as a married person to be involved in all the small groups I was as a single person. Mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of time. I don't I can't do that. So as a single person, you have this season where you could invest in a group of people and have them invest back in you. And the last one was friends. And I hear consistently about Christians who are struggling to be friends or struggling to find good friends. And really the reality is you can't be a good boyfriend. You can't be a good girlfriend and you definitely can't be a good spouse if you've never been a good friend. So how in this season are you making sure that you're loving your friends well and listening to them, spending time with them, encouraging them, and just using that community, which you already have, and being a good steward of that. You got to love your friends well. And I, I don't think you should go and try to find a significant other if you can't love your friends well first. Then the other thing, and uh, maybe I'll let one of you talk about this a little bit more, but activities. So what are what are some activities you guys would encourage people to involve with their single free time and freer mind? Serving the church. <laughs> yeah. I thought I gave you a softball, but then these two looked at me panicked eyes. Kids ministry, youth ministry. Yeah. Serve the church. Yeah, serve yeah. the church. I mean, really. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you're an Oasis person, we'd love to have yeah, you a part of our team. ministry yeah. team. We just had our ministry team meeting last night, and it's awesome. We have about 60 people who come and help serve with Oasis week in, week out in different mm-hmm. capacities. So we'd love to have you be a part of that team. But then our kids' ministry, I, I've had people contact me since the message who are getting involved in our kids' ministry, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we always need more volunteers to love on the children that we have in our church. And if you have that time, which I'm saying probably most of you do, not all of you, but most of you probably do, and then I, I also yeah. think you can in, invest in your community in right, some way. Uh, the church <laughs> has opportunities for you to do that if, you, if you're looking, but also there's organizations that are going to help you connect the backpack program, the food pantry, whatever it is, but give some of that time back to your community. The last benefit we'll touch on before we kind of start to wrap up this um, is there's health and there's healing that can come from a singleness season. Mm-hmm. And we all exist in a broken world, living with broken people, and because of that, we all have some kind of baggage or character issue. Like, I I believe that, and I wish that so bad was not true. I wish that I could confidently say everybody listening doesn't have some kind of baggage, but I just don't believe that because we're we're living in a broken society. And because of that, there's, there's hurts and pains that can come from family and friends or just lies you believe about yourself. 
And then there's the whole wagon wheel of character stuff that I believe in this season you can invest in a relationship with God and a relationship with people being involved in a small group and through all of that find health and healing and start to work on your character flaws because if you're an angry person, you don't want your significant other to have to deal with your anger. Mm-hmm. And don't strive for, I mean, strive for perfection, but don't let me, don't make perfection the necessary standard. Make growth the standard. Yeah, yeah the, the reality good. in this is in this season. Yeah, whether single and in all things, it's like we want to be healthy people, mm-hmm. and so in that, it's yeah. I, it's not saying you have to be perfect before yeah. you can get married. The reality is to be healthy is recognizing here's what I have and where my baggage mm-hmm. is. But health is saying I know how to go and approach and what conversation I need mm-hmm. to have and people I need to go talk to mm-hmm. to continue to help myself grow and become more like Jesus. Oh yeah. yeah. So health is saying like okay, I've recognized the issues and I know the steps to be able to take to move closer to repenting and turning mm-hmm. from selfishness mm-hmm. and, and what my issues are and running towards Jesus. It doesn't, e- yeah, health doesn't equal perfection. Yeah. It's knowing what steps you need to take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so much of it is communal. I mean, yeah. how do you get people in your life who are able to help you see some of that, those areas of mental health? Yeah. How do you practice forgiveness really, really well? Because that will be one of the best tools you can ever have when you step into mm-hmm. a relationship, especially romantic. And in the benefit, there's also this lie that you can have all of this and still be in a relationship. And I articulated that the best lies have some truth because this statement is partially true. Ben and I as married people can have some of these benefits while being married. However, the lie happens is that we cannot have it the way the singleness gift offers it. We can't have the free time and the freer mind the way singleness can. We can't find the health and healing the way the single person can. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not how it works. So I just encourage you to really use that season and exploit some of those benefits. Like, yeah. find all of that. And yeah. Third category. And then, like I said, we're wrapping up. This is where I think a lot of people really, really want to go right away. <laughs> <laughs> because they view singleness as a burden, they want to know when can they get rid of the burden. Yeah. And I use the language <laughs> outgrow the gift. Because sometimes the gift expires, sometimes the sweater doesn't fit anymore. And when it looks like you're ready to move past your single season and you think you're ready to date. And I just want to give, and Ben Ben is actually hitting on this this week kind of and next week and how to date, who to date and those kind of different things. But as a single person, I want you to be able to recognize a couple different things. One being the first is cause and character. I mean, are you and the person you're looking for using your singleness season in order to develop a cause that's of Jesus, that you're going to live for Jesus, love Jesus, pursue being like Jesus, and then are you developing that character? Are you working right now on finding health and healing and all of those different things? But also, how are you acting as a single person? Because this is where Mm -hmm. I see in the Christian church especially, we don't always do this great. We're single, we think we're ready to start mingling, start dating, but and we, we speak like we are but yet we don't look. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you really think you're ready to outgrow the gift, if you really think you're ready to date, you got to start looking a little bit. You got to start being involved in community places like churches, being involved in small groups or whatever, coming to Oasis events or going to other good events. You know, good events is the specific <laughs> key there. And start to truly look for people who love Jesus, have cause and character, and put yourself out there a little bit. Because I, I, I've heard and I see... People who complain about singleness and they think they're ready to date, but then they never leave their bedroom and they don't leave the couch and they're so 
it's it's tough because I recognize that's hard, but you gotta you gotta start to do mm-hmm. something, you know. Because yeah, I mean intentionality. Yeah. Without yeah. the intentionality of it, it's like, yeah, going nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Point two is you gotta look in the right place. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be rubbing booties downtown. So. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I did not say that on Sunday. I was, was not prepared was a, for that I know. statement. That's my dad coming out. Ugh. Don't be rubbing booties. <laughs> there are but, good places and there are bad places to look for are. a significant other. Now, can God redeem everything? 100%. Yes. But be smart. And are there good people in not always the greatest of places? Yes. Yes. Are there, and there, but, are, are there bad people in good places? Yes. Yeah. Man. But give yourself a fighting chance and start looking at <laughs> at a good place, you know? It's half the battle is starting to look for your significant other or someone who you might think is cute at a place where they might have some type of cause and character, where their agenda and the reason they're at that place is not evil or, or bad. <laughs> I don't know. Evil is probably not the, Questionable. That's probably the right word. Selfish desires. There you go. <laughs> so look in the right place and then start praying. Gotta pray. I love it, and it, yeah. it it's hard, and it seems abstract. Where you, why would you start to pray in your single season for the person you don't yet know? But that that's the whole point. I mean, you don't have to put a face to it or a name to it for God to answer that prayer. Mm-hmm. You can start to pray right now that God would give you a significant other if that's something you desire that will have cause, will have character, who will love you in the way you need to be loved. All of those things, you can pray those prayers now. So. The last lie that is attached to this grow the gift, outgrow the gift, is I'm ready to date. And I hear this all the time. Yeah, these are people who go on yeah. SpongeBob and go, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> and I think it comes from a good, most hopefully a good place where it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I've used my singleness or I, I really don't like this burden gift anymore. And they feel like they're ready to date, but they, they're just not yet. I think it always will take longer than you th- you think. Um, if if you feel like you're ready to date, maybe take it a little bit longer than what you, you originally your feelings because feelings are good indicators, but they're not always a great reality. So, um, it's it, they they can be de- deceiving. I mean, as a gift, as the burden singleness, it doesn't always feel great. So therefore, you're trying to get out of that season. So get people in your life who can help encourage you and who can walk with you and see, okay, this person actually is ready to date or can speak really hard but loving truth to you and say, maybe you need a couple more months. Maybe you need a little bit longer to process the singleness and pursue that undistracted devotion. Because mm-hmm. I, I, it hurts people and it hurts you to jump in a relationship before you're ready. It yeah. just does. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for the person you're jumping into that relationship with. I just want you both to have health and healing in Jesus, and I want you to find some of these benefits of singleness before you do so. So how do I know when I'm ready, Brennan? <laughs> have you used your gift well? Okay, that's good. So yeah, if I'm have, using my gift and I'm running towards Jesus. Yeah, and is the and Spirit starting to affirm in you that, okay, maybe you are ready? Like, is is it something you're you're starting to sense in yourself that it's like, you know what, I feel like... God is calling me maybe to this next season. And then, yeah, get people yeah. who are going to be able to affirm or deny that. Like, if you don't have someone who can you can honestly go to and be like, hey, this is what I'm feeling, I'm following Jesus, I'm doing all this stuff, and I truly feel like it's time to start looking, and they're, they're able to be like, yeah, like, I've seen that in you, I, I think you're in a place where this is good. Or they can say, you know what, you just got out of that relationship, or you haven't processed this thing I That's see good. in your life, mm-hmm. and I, I really think you should do that first yep. before yeah. you move on to that next thing. 
And I think you're only really ready if you're not rushed. Yeah, that's really Because good. so many people, particularly Ooh. ones who've been single for a while, they're like, I'm ready. Like, I'm just eager. I'm yeah. ready to get into this. But if you're truly ready, you're like, whatever the timing. You're looking, you're doing that's the right so things, good. but you're not rushed and you're not... Again, you're like you're not putting extra value in that relationship that's unnecessary. That. That's so yeah, when the eagerness you know? comes all of a yeah. sudden when in my pursuit of wanting to be undistracted in a devotion to Jesus, mm-hmm. wanting to date becomes a distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait. <laughs> It's the opposite of what I'm supposed to do in yeah. this season. That's so good. If yeah. you're if you're cool in your singleness, but you're mm-hmm. like, hey, if somebody comes, I'm awesome. ready to date I'm them, then you yeah. I think you're ready. Which but. ties us in perfectly to our last point. Yeah. That I've heard pastors and I've seen a lot of people get upset when Pastors will tell them you have to be perfectly content with your singleness. <laughs> like it's, it's, I think that's garbage. It's yeah. just not true. But there is a reality that I think is, is tweaking that statement that you have to be perfectly content in Jesus before you should mm-hmm. find a healthy relationship because you don't need a romantic relationship. None of us need it. God maybe has placed that desire on your life. And some of us don't even have that desire, which I would encourage you to continue to go back to the purpose and the benefits of singleness. But if you have that desire, you don't need the romantic relationship because Jesus is your fulfillment. Romans 6.23 talks about how for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And the gift there is Jesus. He's the perfect gift, not your singleness, not your marriage, not your relationship status. Jesus is your perfect gift. And then Paul, who wrote that Romans verse, turns around in Philippians 4, And he writes this from a jail cell, and he says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's Philippians 4.13, and it gets quoted and it gets thrown around. Mm -hmm. But Paul writes that from a jail cell talking about contentment. That in, in his season where he is, it is hard, and he knows what it's like to not live in that jail cell. He knows what it's like to be good and to have... Uh, all, all things provided for. And he's saying, but Jesus is my fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So when we look at our singleness, when we look at our relationships in any any state, in any status, is Jesus your fulfillment? Are you finding contentment not in your relationship status, but in who Jesus is and what he's done for you and how much he loves you to die on the cross and, and to give you what he ha- what he had in eternal life? So... That's all I've got. That's the singleness talk, and it's a lot less messagey. And I hope you, I, but it gave you the meat, like it yep. gave yeah. you the, the content good. you needed. So, is there anything to add in here at the end of our singleness conversation? Singleness, the one mm-hmm. sentence wrap up, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back to the one sentence wrap up. Yeah. So, well, the one sentence is singleness is a, ge- is a good gift when mm-hmm. you use it right. Yeah. Yep. Right. And, Singleness is a good gift. Having a desire to want to be in a relationship is not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Use it right. Use it right. Use it right. Use it right. Say it three, four times, <laughs> just so you know. Let's do the harmony thing. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, let us know if you ever need anything. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Oasis Young Adults or College Ministry. Yeah. Um, see you next week. Bye. Peace out. Bye.